We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being patient tonight. You know, I'll just I'll just get this, you know, out right away because of course all the snide comments were directed at me in the chat. And 99% of the time it has been my issue. But tonight, Vince, it was who? I had no idea it was me. I'm sitting here waiting for Sean, like not hearing anything, just kind of sitting back. I'm like, it's just Sean's crap again. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, uh, it's you. Like, oh, okay. My bad. My bad, everybody. Sorry for the 10-minute delay. I guess it was my fault. And this is what I get for showing up at the last second and not testing things out. So it's yeah. on me. And I've got to make sure, like, I, I, I think I almost hit my mute. And I was doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> unplugging my microphone, plugging it back in. It's like, this $150 microphone is brand new. It's supposed to work. Oh, I'm just glad it's not this. Here's the problem. I have the exact same one. So... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was making noises I had never heard before. Those so, are what I usually hear on your end, so I should have known it was me. Exactly. Since exactly. it was just silence on my side. But say la vie, a lot to talk about today, my friend. Yes. Look, yes. Looking forward to it because you got to attend practice. Yes. While I was not there, so that's true. This, this is going to be just as in, this is going to be just as informative for me as it is for everybody else. You know who I met in person for the first time today? Who's that? Sean Davis was there. Oh, good old Sean Davis. Yeah, we'd never I love met in person practice with Sean before. Yep, that's right. Because he he and I were, you know, we were the we were the IB contingent last year, hanging out, watching practices, and uh this guy was there. We also Ryan. had dinner. We had dinner afterwards, remember? Oh, we had a little staff yeah, dinner, me, you, Dylan, that Sean, and uh, Ryan. That was we fun. hadn't I, we hadn't completed the team yet with uh, Sean right. Styers. Hey, hey guys, I'm pulling an executive quick audible. <laughs> Okay. Are you cool with that, Sean? Sure. What's up? I want to play something that's going to get everybody fired up. Okay. Guys, here we go. Oh, I like you that. guys ready go. for this? Okay. Here we go. First day of stream, ball. You know, we live. Let's get it, baby. Nicole Now is the time. You understand me? You gotta be enthused and energized by what you're doing. Because you earned the right to succeed, which is the way you work. 
Watch this. Last throw from Kenny Minchie's ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I had to grab my roster. I I was like, who's number one? We haven't had a number one here in a couple. It was, of course, I thought it was John Baptiste, and that's yes. And then 19 guy making that crazy catch is Jaden Greathouse. Yeah. And then that last throw and catch at the end was Kenny Minchie to Rico Flores. And that was Sam Hartman throwing to Deion Colsey against Benjamin Morrison on that one deep ball. So I'm sorry, guys. That got me fired up. And I want to <laughs> get right. everybody else fired up. I so, like it. That's that's yes. a good that's that's a good way to get us started yeah. after you know the the slow burn start after Vince started. after Vince screwed everybody <laughs> over. <laughs> it was all planned. I wanted everybody to be real low, and then you bring them in and you bust you bring them high. See, I, you know, that's what I I'm the good guy, you're the bad guy, I'm the good guy. I gotta be the good guy every now and then. It's all good. It's all have a good. Great, have a great show, guys. Go. Thank you, sir. I I Brian literally, Driscoll, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> I I literally play the bad guy every day at school, so it's all good. That's it's true. A, it's, That's it is a it, it very is a true. role I am very okay with. So very true. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with some of the little, you know, news and notes, you know, yes. kind of the player stuff and that you know, I'll just let me let me say this, you know, since he played the highlight video, the 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 builds and the bodies mm-hmm. on the three freshman wide receivers. They 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 had they had man bodies. They didn't look like freshmen. There. No, and like the explosiveness of Rico Flores, I was I was impressed. The the explosiveness, I, yeah. the lower the lower body definition all that stuff well and and he i saw one route that he ran where it was like he faked two different routes and ended up running a corner route and you know and catching the ball on the sideline and it was smooth like you don't usually see early and early freshmen running routes that are that smooth and like he didn't have to chop his feet and slow down like it was all one motion i mean it was it was an impressive display, and I, I was not anticipating that he's going to get a ton of playing time this year. But he's going to battle for that two deep, which I think he might. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, it's wide. Open. Let's be honest; it's wide. It's open day one. It's day one of spring, and you know, like there's that all too. kinds of wide receiver to talk about. You know, stuff. Let's let me get this out of the way here real quick. I keep hitting <laughs> the wrong there it thing. Is. Um, Shrewsbury, according to reports, 
is going to be Notre Dame's new basketball coach. We'll address that in rapid fire. This is day of one of this is day one of spring football practice. So you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> look, we're we know where about, our bread. We're talking about yeah. football first. <laughs> we, we know where our bread is buttered, and we are going to stick with football for a while. But we'll, yes. we'll touch on the basketball. It's it is breaking news, and we're gonna we're gonna touch yeah. on it. But we were gonna talk about Shrewsbury yeah. anyway, and then of course, yeah. right before the show started is when everything you know started catching fire out there with all the reports and all that stuff. So a few guys gone. Will Schweitzer medically retired. Justin Walters gone. Ron Paulus the third. Uh, all three of those guys have medically retired. Philip Riley, Caleb Johnson, Josh Bryan all gone. No longer with the team. Yeah. So it's interesting when they got when when you know he was asked about them in the press conference. No longer with the program, mm -hmm. no longer part of the program. Like, right. want more news? Give me more information. <laughs> but, Give me more. You know, it is what yeah. it is. I always want more, but you know, yeah, exactly. And you know, like um, Justin Walter, you know, like with with the depth issues they have at safety and the fact that that he's moving on. He'd been here for a couple of years. It made no real dent in the depth chart. Yeah. at all so i mean an un, unfortunate you know medical situation and all that yeah, for kind sure of stuff but yeah for um sure. guys riding bikes not practicing today they started off in the pit over mm -hmm. uh over on the side riding the stationary bikes tight ends eli raritan and kevin bauman who were both injured last year jadarian price remember of course he had the torn achilles last year last summer he tore the achilles he was on the bike. It sounds like they're in no real rush to push him back. You know, like I think it's not, you know, probably summer workouts and, and fall camp is what they're looking at. It, it sounds like, um, Adon Schuler, of course, had the shoulder surgery, the early enrollee and another fellow freshman, Devin Houston, they were all over there. So, uh, that was kind of the, uh, the banged up guys on the sideline. It's always today. the one of the things to look at on the first day of spring because yeah. we don't get a lot of information about injuries and you know things of that nature. So right. it's all it, yeah, it's always uh it's always interesting to see who's on the bike and who's done this and who's done that. Well, and, and I didn't take my binoculars either. It's like I tried oh. to take a picture but it, it wouldn't zoom in nearly well enough, so it was right. It was hard to tell and and you know, so guys who were down on the field asked about it afterwards. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they added a couple of walk-on quarterbacks today. That's interesting. Yeah, Jerry Rulo and Dylan Devison and Freeman. Um, <laughs> apparently, just met Dylan today. That's wild to me. <laughs> I know you how, are granted a walk-on spot, and you haven't even met the head coach. It seems. How odd. does that work exactly? Like you've never met the head coach. I. You're a walk-on, so that means you're obviously a student there. You've been around, like. I don't know, Dylan. Buy a ticket to the girls' basketball game and go introduce yourself. I don't. I it just it <laughs> seems it just seems strange to me that he's part of the program and has never met the head coach. But hey, whatever, man. He's part of the program. Congratulations. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> Didn't really see a full five-man offensive line unit roll out there today, but the guys who were working, you know, what they did, they you know for. A, a good again we were only there for five practice periods so yeah you know very short. yeah so again it's this is when we were there joe walt blake fisher the obvious zeke Burrell in the middle andrew christophic rocco spindler seemed to be kind of getting the bulk of the work with the first team guards today yeah so 
And which I think is interesting. I was not anticipating that Rocco would be working with the first yeah. team, but again, it's a no padded situation. You know, there's gosh, it was Saturday. all just drill type stuff. Saturday, they're probably still going to be in shells, which means helmets and shoulder pads, nothing on the lower half. So probably more of the same. So it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll see who they trot out on Saturday. But again, it's FSA, which is the stretching and the first five periods. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Not going to see a ton, you know, and it's no. frustrating. Billy Shrouth, Michael Carmody, you know, they were they were working in there as well. But, you know, again, day one with with drill type stuff is, is pretty much what it what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Couple uh, couple. What would you call it? I don't know, like not promotion. Well, maybe promotion. No, I, don't that, know. I, I would say because this is what Brian Kelly always used to do is he he, he would add words to their title so that, <laughs> yeah. they could get a, so that they could get a raise. That's I mean, true. that was, that was always kind of how it worked. And I'm not saying that the, you know, I'm not saying with these that, it, that that's what this is. Right. But it, it's a promotion. I would say it's a promotion. You, you add the word coordinator to their, sure. uh, okay. To their title. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Mike Mickens, the cornerbacks coach is now the passing game coordinator for the defense. And Dylan McCullough is the run game coordinator for the offense. So deservedly so it's worth yeah like what you know were we gonna notice anything nope <laughs> probably not but nope new titles to go next to the names my guess is they'll notice it in their paycheck and right. and and look it's a reward for being a really good two coaches i mean i i think we would all if we were ranking the coaches last year i think both of those guys would be towards the top if you know as far as you know who we think are the better coaches on the staff and who have had the most impact and, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, corners and wide and, and running backs, right? Corners and running backs. They're pretty good last year. Uh, I think we can all, you know, say that with, with sincerity and they probably deserved a little bump in pay and responsibility. And we all know that everybody, I mean, Marcus Freeman said it, right? So I'm not giving anything away that every coach on the staff got interest from other college programs or yeah. NFL programs. So, you know, that's a good thing. You want to keep these guys around. They're good coaches. And if that means shelling out a little bit more dough or, you know, reprinting the business cards, so be it. Got to do it. Got to yeah. do it. That's right. Got to do what you got to do to keep good coaches around. That's Absolutely. Right. Amir Carlisle, former Irish player. This was announced, what, last week or earlier this week, I guess, director of player development. So uh, he's going to be doing that. We don't really know exactly what <laughs> that means. But, well, you know. Let's get into some stuff. Mar Before we get into some stuff, Marcus Freeman said two different things. Smash that like button if you would. You know we appreciate it, and it helps out Irish Breakdown. And, uh, you know, we're going to pay you back for the, what, 10 or 11 minutes we missed at the top of the show on the back end. <laughs> of course. So, you know, of course. Hit the like button. That's 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 your, you know, we'll repay <laughs> for, for that. Uh, the other thing, if you missed the interview that we had last night with Tariq Bracey, had to apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and and check it out had a had a good time with with uh Tariq bracy talking about his that was pre draft a, prep and all that stuff that was a great interview i i was watching it on my couch i decided not to troll anybody while watching <laughs> i didn't get any questions in uh for him for Tariq, but it, that was a great interview you guys nailed it and the the fans in the chat nailed it with some of the questions it was awesome it was a great yeah. interview yep Good stuff, and and uh, good luck to him as he's coming into yeah. town for Pro Day. We got the Pro Day schedule today, and I think you texted me, you know, fell asleep <laughs> looking at the Oh, my gosh. Schedule, but 
It is almost four hours long. Isn't that what I read? Well, and, and they, they, it looks like they're including like the weightlifting and some of that stuff as part of the media stuff. We've never really, that I remember, have been able to see any of that before, but it looks like they're going to make that available to the media this year. The, uh, you know, the, the bench press reps and all that. Sure. Kind of yeah. They usually do that. So in the past, they've done all that in the, in the Goog, right. And they're in right. the, kind of the weight room area and they do it right. off limits. Like we don't get to see that. We were always in the loftus, the loftus, Right. And then they would kind of matriculate out and we'd all be just sitting there twiddling our thumbs, like waiting for them to do the stuff behind closed uh-huh. doors. And then they would come out and, it was a painful process back then, and at least you get to watch this time, I guess. Yeah, but I guess I've watched a lot of bench presses in my day, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> so. Let's get to some comments now. Yes. From Marcus Freeman. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of different comments for Marcus Freeman, and an interesting one. You know, like speaking of positions and titles and all that kind of stuff. Remember when? Athletic director Jack Swarbrick did his video chat or whatever it was. What's that been? Maybe three weeks ago or something like that now at this point? it's It's been a few weeks anyway. He mentioned that they're going to create a general manager position. Right. And apparently that's news to Marcus Freeman. Jack hasn't told me about a general manager position. Um, we have a director of player personnel position that Dave Polokan was in, as, and obviously he is now in a different position, a different role now. But um, we're looking to hire a director of player personnel. We've uh, interviewed a couple guys and uh, hopefully make a decision probably by the end of this week. Okay. So don't know what the general manager is. I don't know what to make of this, Vince. Don't. <laughs> Did he just say they were interviewing for the director of player personnel position? Yes. That, that they just announced today? And that's what I thought as well. Okay. And no, director of player development oh, is Amir Carlisle. Okay. So then there's director of player personnel. I okay. Guess. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, all those positions are important, obviously. I, I right. mean... It's fine. So, I have no. So maybe whether it's a general manager or a player it's personnel same, or whatever, it's the same. You know, yeah. job description. It just depends on what you want to call it. I think right. calling it a general manager at the college level is a little weird. Uh, I I guess I like the player personnel title a little bit better, but it's tomato tomato. You know what I mean? Like it, it's still sure. going to be the same job responsibilities. So yes, yes, I concur. Okay. So he was also asked about Brandon Hillman's decommitment, you know, the uh, the athlete safety. I don't know exactly what we're calling him mm-hmm. um, <laughs> from from Virginia. Right. And he was asked if like that kind of situation is possibly going to be the new normal. No, I don't. It, it was his own personal reasons. Um, I'll let Brandon tell his story, you know, and, and I'm sure at some point he will. But. It was his own personal reasons, and uh, no, I don't see that being a new norm. Um, It's unfortunate for us that, you know, he didn't come here, but, you know, it was really a personal decision that he made. And so we have to look at, you know, our safeties room and say, okay, after spring, do we need, do we need to get a transfer, you know, for the depth of the room, you know, and that's what 15 practice is going to be able to tell us. And that's what's the beauty of this thing is that you're not really preparing to win a game on April 22nd, but really you're saying, okay, 
where can you look at your roster and position to say, hey, do we need an addition here? Do we need at some spot to be able to have some depth and, and maybe you'll get somebody out of the portal? So do you want to start with Brandon Hillman or do you want to start with the transfer portal part there? Well, yeah. I'll touch on the transfer portal part since that, okay, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a dog and a squirrel. It's the most recent <laughs> thing in my head. So I'm going to go with that one. I, I get where he's coming from as far as, okay, we, we might have to look at the portal, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I get that. I just still feel like there's an answer right in front of your face, you know, at a different position. And Clarence Lewis, like he's right there. Well, right. But he did say we've got 14, 15 practices, get through the spring, and then sure. we can decide. Sure. So sure. I just if, I was you know, hoping that they would have made that, that decision. And that'd be one of the things that we're talking about today that we saw Clarence Lewis practicing with the safeties. Like that's yeah. that's what I was personally hoping for, even knowing it probably wasn't going to happen. But you know, you got a ready-made solution right there. Now you still may have to go to the portal for some depth. I get that. I totally get that because I wanted to see Clarence Lewis go to safety, regardless of whether or not Brandon Hillman was going to be part of this roster. So yeah. if you I mean, need it to go to the sense. portal, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense for him to do it. And the spring is the time to do it yes. as well. Absolutely. It's again, we're going to talk about Chris Tyree and wide receiver and stuff like that in a little bit, but Spring is the time to do it. If you're going to experiment or move right. a guy or whatever, you can always move him back if it doesn't work out after the Absolutely. spring. And then, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you decide you're going to go after a couple. That It would seem like it. I completely agree with what you're saying. It would seem like an easy solution. Now, as far as the Brandon Hillman part, you know, Marcus Freeman said, well, I'll let him tell his story. Within hours after Marcus Freeman's press conference, Austin Meek, who covers Michigan for The Athletic, has a quote from Brandon Hillman. Quote, admissions denied me for Notre Dame. As you can see, I could have committed to any other school. Notre Dame had requirements I had to meet, and I didn't meet wow. it. End quote. So he came right out wow. and and spoke not just his truth, but apparently the truth. You know, the yeah. admissions thing that we talked about. I tell you what, I got a couple of thoughts on that. Number one, good on him for being honest. That's awesome. I, I I have a lot of respect for that kid that he's just like, look, here's what happened. I didn't, I didn't do what I needed to do to get in. That's on me. I mean, he ate it. That good for him. That's that's an adult decision. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that out of him. Number two, I actually appreciate what Marcus Freeman said as well, because he allowed Brandon Hillman to put out there whatever he wanted to put out there. Right. You know, it, it could have been a complete word salad, or it could have been a, a lie. It could have been whatever to make Hillman sound better than the situation maybe warranted, right? He allowed that. And I give the Notre Dame football program a lot of credit for that too, because there's been a lot of heat going first. It was at the program, then it was at admissions, and then it was at the kid and, you know, all over the place, right? Marcus Freeman's like, look, he made the decision. I'm going to let him tell you what happened. And then Hillman said exactly what happened exactly what brian I mean, and ib have said is what happened all along right and it doesn't get more clear than quote notre dame had requirements i had to meet and i didn't meet it end quote there it is blunt and honest yeah. as you could be and like I you said for, that. for a 17 18 year old kid you've got to respect him coming out and 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 saying that and it shuts and i agree with what you're saying about marcus freeman too like let yeah. him let him tell his story and and right. we'll live with it afterwards yes yeah. 
And it, yeah, it's and there's there there has you know because like anytime this stuff happened, there's all yep. kinds of chirping, you know. And of course, there were Michigan people, you know, like oh, we snatched him away from Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff. You didn't snatch <laughs> yeah, him away no, from didn't. Notre Dame. It was a decision, not a decision that he made. It was he had no other choice. He had to pull back from Notre Dame. He had already signed on the dotted line. Right. And because of his own, you know, what, like he said, he didn't meet the requirements and that's why he had to pull out from Notre Dame. Michigan was literally his second choice. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Michigan was his second choice. Yeah. So now there's another interesting quote in this Austin Meek article today. This is a quote from um, Hillman's uh, high school coach, Dontrell Leonard, quote, nobody in the country recruited him like Notre Dame. Did he get recruited by a lot of people? Yes, but the consistency of Notre Dame was consistent from the first time they called me. End quote. I think I think that's very notable. Yes. When you look at just the recruiting, you know, philosophy, they're they're not just re, you know, Marcus Freeman isn't just giving lip service to the recruiting thing. He is obviously he and his staff are being very relentless in the way they go after Love the it. guys who they consider to be the top talent. And again, it's like. You know, I think everybody knows it by now. It's a, it's, it's a huge shift from two or three years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love hearing that, you know, I'm sure Chris O'Leary was instrumental since that's his position coach. I'm sure Marcus Freeman was instrumental. I'm sure Al Golden was instrumental. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that, you know, once they decided that this is the guy that they wanted, that it was early and it was often. And that's putting in the legwork. Like, that's the sweat equity of recruiting. And... I've always thought this, and I know that there's ins and there's outs and all of that, but I've always thought that recruiting is how you get out of it what you put into it, right? And I and I realize some people can sell different things. Like it's a lot easier to sell going to Notre Dame than it would be to sell going to Valparaiso University, right? I mean, right. I, I get that there's that, right? But man, if you're a relentless recruiter, you're gonna see the fruits of your labor. And I I believe that this staff is feeling the fruits of their labor, you know, and every year it gets better. Yeah. I mean, it sucks right now, especially when you look at the state of the safety position. Sure. Having a guy like this would have been huge. And, you know, going back to the Hillman thing, he says that that uh, Brian said on today's IB show that this was an unforced error by Notre Dame regarding Brandon Hillman. I, I mean, it it might be. It's all a matter of perspective, I guess. You know, like it is what it is at this point yeah. because he's gone. Whether you want to blame the administration, you know, should they have, you know, should the re requirements be what they are? I don't know. I like the specifics of it, but the fact of the matter is he's not here now. And right. the kid, the kid, it, the kid did stand up and say he owned there it. were requirements he needed to meet Gosh. and he didn't meet them. So I, I, what, I just, I love that. I really, I will be following this kid. And even though he's wearing the wrong colors and he's, you know, playing for that team up North, I, I have a lot of respect for him coming out and saying that I really do. Yeah. All right. So an interesting comment about the defense and he started off talking about the defensive line. Marcus Freeman did. And then he went into a little bit like a different way that the defense is going to be doing things this spring. And I thought that this was really interesting. Buying at some point the emergence, you know, you're going to use probably eight guys for sure, maybe 10, 
you know, and so it's going to be exciting to see the emergence of those guys. And there was something cool I saw today in the defensive staff, uh, defensive unit meeting. They're going to kind of every day announce every practice they announce starters for practice and, and give guys different roles and, and, you know, say, hey, you're a starter today. You know, and, and it's going to be kind of cool to see some of those guys that might be twos or two and a halves now going with the ones. You know, what I mean, let's evaluate your day when you're a starter. So I'm excited to see the development of that group specifically. Different sets of starters every day for the defense. Vince, what do you what do you what do you make of this kind of interesting move here? Love it in the spring. I would hate it in the fall. <laughs> like th- that's what the spring is for. The spring is for let's see what everybody's got. Right. I I love that because a lot of things can happen from the time that they set the depth chart in the middle of August or late August. Right. Until now. And sometimes you can get lost in the shuffle. You get you know, you get put on the scout team or, you know, whatever. This is kind of a blank slate for everybody. Let's see what you got, man. I mean, and it it seems like an easy way to, for example, you know, maybe you've got, you know, the guys who you consider. Your, your number one defensive line. Maybe you've got J.D. Bertrand at Mike Linebacker. And then, oh, there's Jalen Sneed over there at Rover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bertrand's on the field at the same – and, and, you know, whoever. It's the combinations. It seems like an easy way to do what we've been talking about and what people, I think, have been wanting is to mix these young guys in to see how they perform with, yeah. with some of the other guys who are more experienced. Love that. And I wouldn't – if they're going to do like, you know, the new starters every day, right? Definitely have some of these younger guys in with other starters and 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 see what those combinations can look like cuz you never know. You might be surprised. Maybe Jalen Steed plays really well with JD Bertrand or whatever combination that you can come up with. Maybe that's a great pairing. Maybe they play off each other really really well and it's not something that you would have thought about, but you saw it in the spring, you've got it on film. It's like, "Okay, maybe we've got something. Maybe there's a package where we can get those guys you know, on the field together, whether it's on the defensive right. line, whatever, whatever the case may be. I love it. I, I think that is so great because you're not preparing for anything specifically. Right. Right. You're not. You're just you're just improving yourself. You're improving your own skills. That's that's it. And uh, again, what's the is more supposed time to be you about. get, the more film you get, the more you get these guys on film, the better off you're going to be in the offseason and then moving forward. More live reps. Get get as many live reps as you can for these guys. I agree. I agree. And just, the, the, you know, they've already talked about sort of mixing, not, not mixing and matching, but cross-training these guys at different positions. So, again, like if you're, whether it's Snead or Collie or even some of the young linebackers like Bowen and Ziegler and, and these guys, you've you've got an opportunity to where maybe you've got, you know, again, two veterans, and then you you put a younger guy out there with them. And, you know, you can do the same sure. on the defensive line for that matter. Well, Safety's a little bit different. <laughs> you're right. And I do want to – I want to – Anthony says, pick a spot for them to train uh, or and train them to where they can play efficiently, whether they are a one, two, or three on the depth chart. The cross-training experiment last year failed. I agree with that to a degree. And again, my answer would be cross train the crap out of people in the spring. I have no problem with that because you never know where a kid is going to pop and be the most effective, you know, true. Let's see what happens. I have no problem with that in the spring. Now, when you get to the fall, yeah, I want you to pretty much stick with one position for the most part 
and just drill the crap out of that position and get better at that position and, and find your spot, find your niche. But in the spring, man, it's kind of, let's throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And I, I don't really have an issue with that in the spring. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, the, I guess the one tweak that I would make to that is like with these incoming freshmen, it seems like it's a lot to heap on them to ask them to learn three linebacker Ab- positions. Agree with that. As, I agree as, with that. As early enrollees, you know, yes. like I think that's a bit much, but, um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, kind of see where this leads and see if something develops coming out of this. So I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's definitely a new, unique approach. And, and it, it obviously wasn't one that Marcus Freeman, it, it sounds like necessarily had a hand in. So yeah. Some people yeah, like true. it. He, he sounded surprised, it. didn't he? Yeah, it's like, oh, I was walking by the defensive room. And- <laughs> <laughs> it so happened. This next cut is going to be a little bit long. Okay. He started out, it, this was the last question of the press conference, and he was asked about Lorenzo Styles and kind of, you know, like his confidence and, you know, those kind of things and where he is now, you know, after – a very inconsistent year. So sure. it, he's it, it it started out with a question about styles, but then it led to really a completely different topic altogether. So I, you know, I don't know if you listened to the whole thing Vince, but here we go. No. Just Lorenzo. Um there's multiple players that you know, it, it could be mentally they they struggle, right? And and that's the difficult part of sometimes social media of sometimes I tell the players all the time, I'm a parent and I probably put the most pressure on my children because I see them in a light that maybe not everybody does. Right. And parents can put pressure on kids. Media can put pressure on kids. What they have to do is really just, I tell them all the time, stay in the middle, Right. Now, if it's criticism, it is what it is. It's praise. It's, it is what it is. Stay in the middle and don't let it sway you off of the things that it's going to take to have sex. So to, to answer your question about Lorenzo, same thing. It became, I think, mental last year. Lorenzo Styles is a talented, talented football player. I mean, really talented. And I think with him last year, it almost became a mental struggle in terms of even just the basics of catching the ball. You know, and so I spent much time with not just Lorenzo, but multiple guys of, hey, man, as hard as it is to do, you know, we have to stay focused on the things that really matter. And, and praise doesn't matter. And everybody loves praise, but criticism doesn't matter. You have to say, okay, how can I get better? You know, we talked about it one day in a meeting, like, you can't be a praise seeker. Right. And that's what what is what is a praise here? Guys just seeking praise from his parents or from his, you know, the media, from his coaches. No, you have to be a truth seeker. That's how you stay right in the middle is that you're seeking truth. How do I improve? How do I get better? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing good? And so you have to continuously remind these guys of of focus on the things that are going to help you improve and seek feedback on things that are going to help. Don't seek praise. Don't seek yeah, I'm going to go talk to the coach because I want him to tell me I did a good job. Like my, uh, my, my seven-year-old does that, you know. And, you know, it's like just focus on seeking truth and seeking feedback on how to improve. And, and if they do that, 
You'll be successful, man. They will. They'll be. They'll. They'll improve. Successful. I don't know. That's kind of a, a generic term, but they'll. They'll improve, and that's what they all. We all need to focus on doing. Marcus Freeman too. Focus on improving, not praise, not criticism, not praise from my parents. And, and so, don't be a praise seeker, is what Marcus Freeman was saying. And you know, we've both coached before, and like, there's, there's kind of that. Not a fine line, but there's definitely that balance between mm-hmm. what he's talking about. Sort of the, you know, like, like you hear a lot of, co- you know, there's there's so much of the the positive coaching approach. Sure. Now. And I know this is going to, you know, potentially delve into a completely different area. I mean, but I, I thought it was interesting that Marcus Freeman went there because, you know, most coaches will start off. It's like they feel like, OK, you've got to praise. And then you go into whatever, you know, the constructive criticism or whatever it is that you call it is. But, you know, what Marcus Freeman, he's he's basically being very pragmatic about this. It's mm-hmm. like, don't just be a praise seeker. You got to be a truth seeker and figure out where you actually need to get better. What I took away from that was he's he kept saying, stay in the middle, you know, stay in the middle. You're going to get praise for stuff. You're going to get, you know, pressure and criticism for stuff. The, the truth is always someplace in the middle, and that's where you need to live. And I think that is awesome. I think that is great advice from as a coach, as a parent, all of it. I, I think that's really, really good advice. I mean, I talk to my teenage daughters about that all the time. It's like, don't worry about what, what the outside is saying. You know the truth. You know where you're at, right? And and it is it's very interesting from a coaching standpoint to be honest and truthful with kids. Now, you've got to know your players too. Some players will feed off of praise, right, to a degree, and that's where you're going to get them to get where they need to be. Some right. players some players really, you know, feed off of criticism and getting in their grill a little bit, right? And then there's some players that need you to be right in the middle. And so you have to know your players, and I think that's really important, and I think you know, I think he's getting to know or pretty knows Lorenzo Styles pretty well. And I think that's where kind of this whole thing went, you know, tangent wise. But there's some really good advice in there. Some really good advice. No, absolutely. And because it, it you know, you can heap praise and heap praise. And, it, and if you heap the praise as a coach, I, you know, what you're hoping is it builds some sort of confidence. Right. But if that whatever self-confidence does not turn into results, you know, again, that that goes back to it can't be just about the praise. It has to be, sure. you know, you you have to look at reality as well and figure out what's going to make you better yeah. because because you're not putting up the results that that you're capable of putting up. You know, so yep, absolutely. It was, it was I told you it was going to kind of take a little turn. There. I like it though, I yeah. like it. It's good life advice, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm having. I'm having those conversations with kids every day. You know what I mean? Don't worry about what these people are saying. You know, it's not that big of a deal. One of one of our college roommates, man, we used to like all the time. It's like, oh, my mom said I made the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich. My mom said I, you know, made my bed, you know, better than any kid ever made a bed. It's like, did you ever do anything wrong, man? You know, it's like one of those. We were, we were all over him all the time he was <laughs> he was an interesting cat he was a good good guy but an interesting uh... cat for sure all right so um one more 
topic in this uh, a big part one. Of the show before uh, before we segue into rapid fire here in just a minute. The role of the this head coach Marcus Freeman in the decision at quarterback with this quarterback competition that's going on. My role is going to be the same as it was last year. It's going to be that, you know, myself and, and Coach Parker and Coach Caduli, we're going to sit and we'll talk and we'll look at some of the the statistics of the competition. But also there's there's another side of it is, is who makes the best decisions, uh, uh, who um, takes care of the football the best, and, and who ultimately makes plays um, is going to be important. But it will be a collective group effort between all three of us to, to really at some point you know, be able to name a starter. There you go, a collective group decision. I mean, I don't think it's a shock, but he's, uh, he's the head coach. He's going to be involved mm-hmm. in the decision along with Jared, Par- Jared Parker and Gito Gadouli. I mean, I, I think that I like the fact that he is going to be involved, right? But he's not going to be the one making the final decision. And I'm okay right. with that. I mean, he's the head coach. He should have, I mean, the buck stops with the head coach. By, by all means, he needs to approve of the decision, right? He needs to be involved in the decision. But the guys that are working specifically with the quarterback, the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach, those are the guys that are going to make that ultimate decision. Okay. I love it. That's great. I mean, that's that, who's going to help this team win the belt most, right? I think that's who Marcus Freeman wants anyway. So let's go. Let's go to let's go to work with who you guys think is going to win us some football games. So yeah, uh, I think that's the proper way for it to go. I think in the past that probably wasn't the way that it worked out, but we'll see. On the subject of of quarterbacks, Anthony, you're going down the wrong path early. Anthony, you need to find the, the, you know, the, the middle ground between praise and, you know, like, <laughs> are you surprised that Tyler met Sam and quarterback played today? I mean, did he, we saw 30 minutes of practice, right. so I don't know where that comes from that he matched him in anything. To me, I was watching two quarterbacks throw warm up passes, you know, like the receivers, they were non-competitive throws, you know, receivers just running, you know, route trees and, and stuff like that you know they they both had nice looking arms but i didn't think anyone you know there was what we got to see there there were no conclusions for me to be drawn on anything about like who's on whose level or anything like that i mean i wasn't there i'll be there saturday morning so by like lunchtime on saturday i'll declare who the starter is going to be so because i'm sure that's what we'll be able to see in the first 20 minutes of practice right so I'll be able to tell who the starter is going to be, right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You're going to know yeah. right away because they were probably they were pretty much throwing to managers first, I'm guessing, and then they probably then started to do some one on ones and things like that because there's not a whole lot else you can do when you're only wearing helmets. So Correct. not surprising. Correct. Let's let's tamp the brakes. It was day one again. <laughs> right. And, you know, like the highlight video that Brian played for us, we saw more stuff in that highlight video than we saw I'm sure. you know, when we were actually there. I'm sure. the way it works.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.